0: Shall we read a poem from A Light in the
1: Attic? Hello all and welcome to *Shall We read a poem. I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. Let me tell you about the walking red flag that I saw the other day.
0: Uh, well, okay.
1: I was on the train going to work. As you do. And a guy got on dressed like an asshole.
0: I mean... That seems per
1: the usual. Have you ever seen tight jeans being worn with those fuzzy loafers that, like, Saudi oil barons would wear? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Kind of like these.
0: Oh, okay. Yuck. Okay. The ones that look like bedroom slippers, like somebody except somebody's wearing them out.
1: Yeah, and usually the and it's either like embroidered or something. There'd be like a crown or something on the yeah. on what would be the tongue. So anyway, this guy gets on and just the late thirties turning into a comb over haircut, but not quite yet. And on his right arm he had an entire Patrick Bateman manifesto tattooed.
0: Oof
1: the one that culminates with, I think my mask of sanity is about to slip. Oof. It was the entire thing. Like, I feel lethal on the verge of frenzy, all that bullshit. It was a paragraph that was Patrick Bateman on his right arm. Can we please bring back penal colonies? I'm pretty sure that was an incel. I'm, I understand... That profiling is not okay except when it's okay
0: no it's not a somebody's like terrible tattoo that is a patrick bateman monologue is not profiling
1: it is profiling because they are what literally if he's a good what if he's a nice guy
0: this was an intentional act this is not something that somebody is that this is not a cultural thing this is not a racial thing this is not a gender thing Or, like, a sexuality thing. This is somebody went out and deliberately got a tattoo that says, I am a psycho.
1: Can we please bring back penal colonies? I understand that institutionalizing people against their will isn't okay. But Australia turned out fine. They turned Mm. out fine. and Better than us, I suppose. Bring back penal colonies. We can fix everything. And get a new country out of it. Soon they'll have cool accents and have hats with little dangly things on them.
0: Well, hopefully they can come up with their own accents and hats.
1: They don't have to copy Australia's. They'll refer to shoes as pluggers. It'll be amazing. Who refers to shoes as pluggers? Australians do. Really? The sandals. Uh Uh-huh. The the cheap beach sandals that go between your big toe and your second toe.
0: I thought they just called them...
1: The pluggers! I
0: thought they called them like thongs or jandals or something.
1: I have heard thongs, but the my, my favorite one is, I fell down and bust me plugga. Oh my
0: god. I, I guess I could kind of see it because at the bottom, the way that the straps fit into the shoe is kind of with a plug. I don't know if that's actually why they call them, would call them pluggers
1: or if I'm just helping them out too much. Also, I was taking the piss out of Japan the other day, as I do most days of my life because I'm married to a Japanese person. I was making fun of a sushi place because <laughs> I ordered some sushi and it came out served on a sandal. You know, the, mm. the, the gaita where mm-hmm. yeah. it's got the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. wooden plank with the two things, which I've looks seen like that. a Japanese shoe. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, why is my sushi being served on a gaita? And she's like, "Ah, oh, you idiot. Shut up. <laughs> and then come to find out within the industry, like if you're going to Japanese restaurant supply stores and buying these plates, they're called gaita.
0: <sighs> oh. Oh, what is, J- this is the J and B? This D? is the
1: Scotch of choice of Patrick Bateman.
0: Oh, it's so funny that you happen to have it right next to you, and there well, you are. I, making... I only had
1: I had one sip left, and I wasn't going to I wasn't going to interrupt the podcast <laughs> to go and get it.
0: Okay, well, it's funny that you uh, are. Well, no, it's not similar at all. I was going to say, I'm like you're judging this guy for a Patrick Bateman tattoo, and yet you're like proudly showing off your Bateman patrick bateman whiskey not the same at all not the same at all yeah whatever (laughs) not the same but it is but why did you choose jamby scotch
1: it was the cheap it was on sale
0: oh okay (laughs) (sighs) yeah you saw an incel in the wild
1: no you're not fucking kidding man and he was yacked up too it was eight in the morning and this dude was coked out of his face he had that he had like that movement where it was like
0: russ is moving around twitchily
1: I guess it could have been meth, but you know, he had all his teeth, so I'm assuming coke.
0: I mean, you will lose the your
1: septum eventually. Yeah, but who needs a septum? <laughs> Go back to the 80s, everybody had that one like, you know, single nostril. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Do you have a sinus infection? Not anymore. I've got ballast in there. Oh god. It equalizes automatically. <laughs>
0: That would fix my uh, sinus and ear problems. I would I would totally make that happen. <laughs> I would develop a coke, coke habit just to just to fix these problems. Uh, in any case, uh, maybe oh yeah should poems be poetry. yeah yeah
1: poems poems poems.
0: I'm going to read, Clarence, Clarence Lee from Tennessee. Loved the commercials he saw on TV. He watched with wide believing eyes. And bought everything they advertised cream to make his skin feel better spray to make his hair look wetter bleach to make his white things whiter stylish jeans that fit much tighter toothpaste for his cavities powder for his doggie's fleas purple mouthwash for his breath deodorant to stop his sweat he bought each cereal they presented bought each game that they invented. Then one day, he looked and saw, a brand new ma, a better paw, new, improved in every way. Hurry, order yours today. So, of course, our little Clarence sent off for two brand new parents. The new ones came in the morning mail. The old ones he sold at a garage sale. And now they all are doing fine. His new folks treat him sweet and kind. His old ones work in an old coal mine. So if your mom, pa are mean and make you eat your lima beans and make you wash and make you wait and never let you stay up late and scream and scold and preach and pout, that simply means they're wearing out. So send off for two brand new parents and you'll be as happy as little Clarence. And the image is the postman coming with two adults in the back of his pack. And they are smiling down at this boy who is running out to with arms outstretched to meet the postman. And there are two very sad-looking and surprised-looking adults in their bathrobes peering out from the door.
1: Man, I'm glad I never had kids.
0: <laughs> I, uh... So... How Do you remember this poem?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. What were your thoughts when you were a kid? I remember this being not one that I particularly cared about. I think it was almost like, well, I know my parents, and I know what I got to deal with, and I know how to deal with it. It's not I'm going to get much better. And that was kind of the end of the thought process. That's
0: pretty well thought out. I imagine I was horrified because i love my parents very much (laughs) and also my mother died when i was really little yeah so
1: (laughs) we came at that from a couple of different angles yeah
0: so uh i probably had a meltdown actually i don't really remember having a meltdown to this particular poem but uh i imagine i was horrified and i wonder if any children were like yeah that sounds great i'll just get new parents I know there's the trope of, and also a, a real desire children have, to discover that they are adopted and that they actually have some real better parents out there. But the idea of just replacing your parents, I think, is pretty horrifying to most, at least most uh, of I the time. Like, there's
1: so many foster kids that might identify.
0: So there's an article on the from the Thomas Fordham Institute. And mind you, that this institute seems to be some kind of group that capes for charter schools in texas so i mean i think what is written here is interesting although uh, i mean don't really expect the fordham institute to be some authority on children's literature or anything like that or children's psychology
1: or anything the thomas b fordham institute is an ideologically conservative american non-profit education policy think tank
0: yeah they're really, wow. they're really they, they into uh, charter schools.
1: <laughs> there is a, uh, there is a, their president emeritus is named Chester. Red flag number one.
0: <laughs> In any case, there's an essay out there from 2011 by a by a writer and uh, educator, Peter Meyer. So this essay is entitled, How About Better Parents? Ask Clarence Lee. And he said that, I eventually stopped reading the poem in my school as I realized that its punchline that the kids could trade their parents in for a brand new ma, a better pa, didn't work for kids who didn't really have bad parents and insufferable home lives. For these kids, it wasn't funny. It was also not funny to those kids whose parents weren't there, who beat them up, smoked dope, disappeared for days. These kids really did need new parents, but it's a complicated relationship. So for this educator he was saying that nobody liked this poem it was horrifying to everybody even those kids that well those kids who liked their parents of course wouldn't want to replace them but also the kids who maybe should he thought should be in foster care or something like that had insecure attachments that made them in a lot of ways rather devoted to their parents and that they hated it too and And... so why so (laughs) who is this poem for does anybody enjoy it or is it did shell think somebody enjoyed it or is it really just out there to be one of those scary things that
1: no i thought it was shell taking the piss yeah i thought, I, I, I put it on the, the same level as that there's a there's like a poem in this book where the babysitter sits on the baby All right and who's that for it's 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 for no one. It's just it's 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 just an idea. It's I, like like here we go. sitting the sit idea on babies. I
0: think that I, the idea of a babysitter sitting on baby bees seems to me like sillier and m- more absurd than the idea of sending away for new parents. I guess maybe it's that is that's that way for me who lost a parent when I was young yeah. where it seems like a, a parent disappearing is a real thing that could happen.
1: I like the idea where it's this is a thought that everyone has had either in jest or in anger or in like just a moment of, you know, you fucking around with yourself right. where it's like, what if this were to happen? Yeah. And maybe you thought about it because you hated your parents. Or maybe you thought about it because it's like you saw someone else's parents who treated them better. Or maybe you saw somebody who uh it's like they got to go to the amusement park and you didn't. And you say to, like, you know, that one fleeting moment where it's like, I hate you. And you don't yeah. actually hate your parents. Or maybe you do. But yeah, it's who is it for? It's for that moment have you seen i'm sure you've seen the movie Coraline. yeah love Coraline, man that's a great movie
0: but uh the other mother the other mother yes they are an other father they that you know it's that horror of of your parents getting replaced even if you're maybe not huge fans of them that uh they are disappeared and somebody else takes their place
1: but in Coraline's case, and in this poem's case, there was always the element of choice. Like, it wasn't that these parents were snatched away. Like, in the case of Coraline, she went through the hole and decided that this place was better until she realized that it wasn't. And then, you know, then she had, had to deal with that. And welcome to go see Coraline. It's a fun movie. Um, but also, in the case of Clarence, he made the choice. He's the one that said, I want new parents and I'm going to get new parents, versus most people who don't have a choice.
0: Yeah, but children aren't exactly rational beings. And so I think a lot of children feel like something is their fault or that they have control over something, even if they don't.
1: The more I hear that statement, children aren't rational beings, the more I realize that no one is a rational being fucking ever. Oh, no, that's very true. And fifth graders are about as good as it gets. Like, fifth graders have the perfect conjunction of not too much influence from the outside world and rational thinking skills and it is fucking downhill from there do you think there's any fifth grader in the world that's gonna fall for QAnon? i'm pretty sure i thought i had magic powers when i was in fifth grade people think they have fucking magic powers now have you seen what they what they're saying colloidal silver can do again well that would be
0: buying a magic potion from someone else not having your own yeah, magic, magic beans
1: that you get from fucking yeah well tom cruise believes in scientology Okay, fair. Yeah, no one is rational ever. Nothing means anything. Vote for Meteor 2024.
0: I I definitely, as an adult, even though I know that I can't affect people's deaths, I definitely feel that I'm connected to them somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, somebody... somebody
1: no wonder you are so like like, there's so much anxiety surrounding this idea
0: Uh uh-huh no i'm a very anxious person but like look somebody i love has died every single year since 2017 and look it's may someone hasn't died yet but i'm sure they will and so i feel like that's
1: what you call a self-fulfilling prophecy oh
0: well it's not like i'm gonna go murder someone
1: but if you look out for it, yes, someone you know is going to die. That's going to happen for the rest of your life.
0: But it's not. I, I I thought last year that it was not going to happen. I really did.
1: No, get used to it. Someone you know is going to die for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah,
0: but somebody deeply connected to my family.
1: Oh, uh, well, I mean, like, I'm not going to dissect how far, you know, deep means but look
0: you know. i there's nothing there's no way this is anything other than chance and looking for a pattern i get that but it still it does sure doesn't feel that
1: way <laughs> well it's gonna feel that way more and more every single year yeah we are we are over the hump man it'll it is only downhill from here i am not yet 40 yeah but i don't plan to live to 80 i
0: was gonna say well you don't get to choose but then i realize, well you kind of do you only make one choice s- you can choose to die but you can't choose to live as
1: i was gonna say did the bard say it yeah no I, if i make it to 60 i'm gonna consider myself lucky hmm. also what happens after 60
0: i don't know like, my parents had like another
1: five years where things were still pretty cool i think i mean did they create anything did they just go on cruises what they do anything fun i did fun things with them Man, I met a dude at the bar, this was like three days ago, four days ago, and he was extraordinarily loquacious, and this is the one right right next to my house where I go, you know, every weekend, and when I sat down and he started talking to me, I should have known something was up, because I try to feel out liars immediately, and these days it's a lot easier because it's everyone, everyone is lying to you all of the time, and that's a lot of fun. So this dude was knocking him back and he was wearing two hospital bracelets, Uh which maybe it means something. Maybe it doesn't. It's definitely a flag. What color flag? I don't know, Russ. Maybe a yellow one? Shrug. Let's find out. So he was also really chatty about his Omega watch and his great family and all the houses he owned and all such. And I got to sit there and nod and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's hear about more of your story. What movies do you like? Because I can talk about that. And then by the end of it, one, he couldn't hold his liquor. He was weeping to me about how he was going to kill himself because his wife was divorcing him and taking half of everything. And I love conversations like that where I get to find out that they're liars, that everyone is lying all of the time. And speaking of self-fulfilling prophecies. Eh? <laughs> Do you have something to share? Oh, me? Oh, I'm probably lying. <laughs> no, but l- 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 like the things I lie about. Fuck, what was the last lie I told? It was definitely something at work i've realized how much i don't lie in my personal life yeah. where it's like what do you do for a living well i work for this company now i do this how much money do you make i make this much money how many houses do you own absolutely zero and it will be like that forever
0: i mean talking about how much you own is not a very interesting lie russ what would you so you you talk go to bars and you talk to people about movies what would you do if you met me at a bar me a person who would be who's like i haven't seen any movies and i don't really care i talk to. To
1: I'd, I'd talk to you about my bam okay
0: yeah, I mean, we like other cultural things, but how would you know that that would be something I would know something about? How would you find out what I liked?
1: The first time I ever met you, you were wearing a velvet underground and Nico purse.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fair.
1: That 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 very much establishes you in a section of existence.
0: I mean, if I were you, I would rem- ed- I, I I would have remembered more of me threatening your friend with a, an umbrella, trying no, to. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> It was like your loser friend that was with you, and I like he said something that annoyed me at some point I like started fencing at him with an umbrella.
1: Yeah, but the thing is pissed. you and I are still friends and he and I haven't spoken in twenty yeah, that's years. True. <laughs> <laughs> also, that did change my life because I've met a lot of people who have that banana tattoo like, uh-huh, like that uh-huh. very that very singular spotty banana. Yeah. It's like ah, ah. You're, you're that kind of person. Mm, I don't know everything about you, but I know something about you. <laughs> Bet you're pretty mopey and awkward, aren't you?
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Do
1: you like the cure? I bet you like the cure too, don't you?
0: <laughs> I mean, I like the cure. The thing is I had that Velvet Underground purse as a gift, and I like the cure and Velvet Underground about the same. Which yeah, is to say all I all like them.
1: The But the thing is, I don't care that it was a gift. I don't care if you found it on the street. You made the choice to carry it. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, a choice is made, and that establishes a person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When I got the purse, I was like, "Yes, I think bananas are fun, and I like bananas, and also I like the Velvet Underground. Let's go."
1: Sorted. Yeah. Potassium.
0: Potassium.